deep in London's beating heart lies a wall. A lock don't be if you know the call. For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see. Cause the wizard world has opened up as has the Griffin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shrieking Shack. This is a Harry Potter reread podcast for laughs fans. I am your host, ZC. And I'm Liz. And Liz, we have we have ongoing news. We have oh. a, a story is developing. Uh, breaking news. Breaking news. The the studio that they filmed a bunch of the movies in uh, in Leeds in 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 the UK is on fire. Uh, it's it's currently blazing right now. Like what movies? There are all, a lot. All of the uh harry potter movies all all eight of the main movies i guess use this studio i see hmm that sounds serious it is also where the harry potter studio tour is the main one uh not like the london spinoff or the um the one that they take around the u.s it's like the the one that has like the most stuff i guess although the the reason the main reason i want to um the main reason I want to like bring this up uh, in the news segment here is because uh-huh. like this is a pretty big deal, right? Like this is a historic movie studio. It's been running sure. for, for decades and like, oh, my God, like, like, I hope everyone is OK. But like I found out about this news because I searched Harry Potter and it was all people going like, oh, no, I hope the Harry Potter stuff is OK. I hope that I hope that the studio tour is okay. Well, like, I mean, we we know that those Harry Potter YouTubers they go and do the studio tour a lot. That's true. Yeah, if they don't have that, they have nothing. Uh, they have no content for anyone if they if they can't go to the studio tour. So it is their livelihood at stake. But I just I just found that very funny. I was like, oh no, this this building is on fire. I hope everyone's okay. I was like, no, I hope that uh, I hope that the Harry Potter stuff is still there. The Harry Potter props from about. 15 years ago i hope those are okay <laughs> i hope the, i hope dobby's okay i hope that the the dobby xbox connect that they have set up where you can make dobby dab is okay honestly i think this just goes to show that um the curse will continue until dobby's bones are returned to his grave <laughs> yeah what the oh we've not got we have not gotten any updates on that since since we heard that his grave in wales was desecrated <laughs> right I just hey wait I need to I'm gonna look this up really quick. Is Dobby Grave? I'm worried that everyone read this story uh, and then immediately forgot about it afterward and is not interested in resolution. Yeah, Dobby's grave has been destroyed. Is still the <laughs> most most recent headline I can find regarding his. Wait, okay. <laughs> I'm freaking the fuck out. The okay, so the story uh, in the, from the Telegraph: uh, Dobby's <laughs> grave from the Harry Potter series has been destroyed. Mm. Uh, take a stab at the name of the reporter. The internet was destroyed by Dobby's curse, I believe. Oh well, the, yeah. Dobby's ghost is angry. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. It? I can. You cut. You cut out. I, I'm. I'm worried that it's Dobby's ghost. Well, well, Dobby's ghost should calm down because we're on his side here. Uh, what was the last thing you heard me I say? He- I heard the headline, and then that was it. The the vengeance okay. of, of Dobby came down upon us. Okay. Uh, uh, so Dobby's grave from the Harry Potter series has been destroyed, and can you? I'm I'm losing my mind at the name of the uh of the reporter. Can you take 
any any sort of guesses to the name of the reporter. Rita Skeeter, Gilderoy Lockhart, David Lynch. Oh. <laughs> David Lynch is, has has written in to let us know that Dobby's grave has been destroyed. That's that's powerful. That is powerful. Uh, thank you. Yeah, thank you, David Lynch. Yeah, so so as far as I know, no updates on that. Oh my god, my internet okay, my internet is doing something weird because my date with the president's daughter just started playing again very loudly in my ears. <laughs> um without context, that is a very weird thing to say. <laughs> I mean, I have context because, of course, we were discussing, we were discussing uh, the, hit, the hit song, uh, My Date with the President's Daughter, before the show is kind of like our warm up, uh, <laughs> you know, talking from, about Disney Channel original movies from the hit Disney movie. Uh, yeah, from the hit Disney movie, uh, My Date with the President's Daughter comes the song, My Date with the President's Daughter. <laughs> that's yes, that's what that's what that's also right Dobby's here. curse. He cuts your Internet and then he plays you songs from from Disney Channel original movies. <laughs> Until his bones Shit. are returned, we will not rest. Yeah, well, yeah, they should. So, I wish, I wish we had had any sort of uh, uh, resolution on this. But, uh, but yeah. So, so putting a call out. If if you know whoever it is who stole Dobby's bones, tell them to knock it off and take them back to Wales, please. Yeah. Uh, this is a this is a pro uh, returning uh, uh, stolen museum artifacts to their respective cultures podcast, and that includes returning Dobby's bones to his grave. Correct. Yes. Or um, suffer the consequences. Yes. <laughs> As you can see, uh, uh, this <laughs> is already wreaking havoc on its own. We're pro Dobby. Uh, so so just think what he could do to people who 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 he's uh, you know, who aren't on his side. Exactly. But no, this has been this is, you know, we have uh, we have a fire raging. But aside from that, not much Harry Potter news going on. But we have a couple of things. Uh, the passports that we uh, talked about many episodes ago, it feels like at this point, the, the Wizarding World passports uh, that they announced when they merged Pottermore and the WizardingWorld.com shit. Yeah, but then they didn't because we're well, still yeah, we're still looking at Pottermore over we're here. We're still looking at Pottermore and there's and they're writing articles about the passport on Pottermore and also they have not like done anything with the passport yet. Uh this of course all is from that uh that big MuggleNet leak that that came out before um these these passports did where they said like yeah they're merging the websites. They're they're making a like Harry Potter gold subscription, uh, <laughs> and and the, the passport's the first part of it. None of that stuff has come to fruition. There's still basically just the passports thing, and this feels like such a desperate attempt to like bump this up in the headlines, right? I yeah. I have to say, like, I, I mean, this is an article where it, it basically is is trying to like compile interesting things about like the places and characters that people chose on their passports and they're just yeah. it's just really not that compelling i, I know i'm a little biased but when they when one of the points is crab and goyle no one cared 
Uh, <laughs> no one gives a fuck about <laughs> Crab and Goyle. Like, damn, I did not need Pottermore to tell me that. Um, what, what, yeah, what's the most incredible uh, uh, fact for, out of these 10 interesting facts here that, uh, that really caught your eye? Mm, I think the other one that I liked a lot was um, that the, the like, header is that like the Chudley Cannons finally win something. But then when you read the actual text, it's like they came in second to ho- the Hollyhead Harpies. <laughs> i didn't fucking oh my god i didn't catch that so they didn't win anything right after but all. they won second place i guess that's something uh i think my favorite is the popular prison there's not a witch or wizard who went bad that wasn't in slytherin and three times as many slytherins chose a stint in azkaban compared to hufflepuffs i don't where who is choosing that's not the choice that you're making. Like, like when you're picking a place on these things, it's just like, what's a, <laughs> what's a cool place in Harry Potter? I don't think I anyone's would, choosing. I'm, go- I'm choosing to go to pr- the torture prison. I'm going to the mental torture prison. Like, I think that I think the implication when you're picking that is like that's a location I liked in the movies. You know, because mm-hmm. Azkaban looks like a cool big monolith in the water in the movies, and so I'm, I'm imagining a lot of Slytherins are like, yeah. That was a cool, there's a cool brutalist prison island. I like that. I don't think they're choosing like, damn, I'll, I need me some of that, that, that soul suck. Right. I, I feel like the prompt for the passports is not strong, which is just like, I guess like it can kind of be what you want, but that seems like a, a weird interpretation just because it's not like you're, it's not like it prompts you to be like, okay, if you were a wizard, choose where you would live yeah you're not like i i I choose to live in azkaban (laughs) i'm a horrible criminal oh no i'm just picturing a horrible horrible harry potter future where uh where where you know they they move the 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 torture prison to somewhere else and they turn azkaban into like high-rise apartments or something like like that's that's an initiative that that Hermione to undertakes as minister of magic. That sounds that sounds like something she would do to be honest. <laughs> we're we're that sounds in character Azkaban. to me. Yeah. yeah, speaking of minister of magic, Pottermore has this other article that I've been very tickled by uh, as well as this the 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 um the passport news which is the pros and cons of being minister for magic. Mm. Uh I will I do think it's interesting. I completely forgotten that like minister of magic is a totally american like localization thing oh is it yeah it's minister format which which makes sense but also raises a bunch of questions because okay this i could be really going off into the deep end here but but like this is the way it reads to me is minister for magic makes total sense in this in like the british version of the story because it makes it sound like the wizarding government is like a branch of the uh uh uk government right because like you have in, in the uk government you have like the prime minister and then you have like the minister for transportation like the minister for blah 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 i actually really like that especially because moving forward in the books we're going to find out that the 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 minister for magic does talk to the prime minister and does talk to like 
the president of the United States later. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, it, but, it, but it, it definitely makes it sound like it's more of like a branch of the government that already exists rather than like its own autonomous thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I guess in the American localization, they call it minister of magic, which makes it sound like they are like the head honcho. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, when I read this um, on Pottermore, I honestly assumed that I had just been saying it wrong the whole time. I was like, oh, maybe I just have been misreading it or have inserted the wrong the wrong word. I didn't realize it was a localization thing. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the it's one of the localization things that stuck. Like the, the localization got less heavy handed as the books went on, mm-hmm. but I don't think they ever changed Minister of Magic back to Minister for Magic. Um that's something I remember being very confused about as a kid because I had like the English editions of the first three books. And then when Goblet came out, I was living in America and was like, wait, did they this, did this change? Yeah, I mean, we got we got snogging in the the American edition of the Order of the Phoenix. Yeah, we did. Uh, I remember there's there's some really funny ones. My favorite one in in uh, 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 um, Sorcerer's Stone is that they changed like uh like like garage to parking lot and like just a bunch of really weird or like they chose they changed uh dustbin to garbage can just really really granular stuff that, that's really that, strange I, I feel like most of those those things are are pretty intuitive or yeah. even probably just used and and a little bit less i i have to confess i still don't know what dobbs yourself means i i, I, do, I do not understand so is it yeah, switching so- uh, yes so would yeah, you say snitching. like they dobbed on <laughs> they dobbed on me i <laughs> that's yeah that's a d- or that, dobbed that you g- in oh like, interesting yeah we we got some very nice messages about that um um the you know uh the, the, i think our the first one the credit needs to go to jay uh, uh jay wrote in and and pointed out that this was a a, a popular australian phrase i I guess people are saying that it's also like a UK phrase. I have to say, I've I've lived in the UK. Not once have I ever heard that. So maybe it's like a, you know, I I lived in like the south of of England. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's like maybe a northern thing. Um, But yeah, I was I was very surprised, but also a little bit delighted by by the the real answer, because it is just as confusing to me as as I I don't feel like I. Yeah, I I love this stuff. I feel like I'm no closer to like understanding how the phrase is used. Uh, My other question is, is is like is Dobby's like, is that where Dobby's name like came from? I know that J.K. Rowling does a lot of like naming like that. Is is Mm. he named Dobby because he is like snitching on lucius malfoy oh because i was about to say no it can't be because because dobby is a loyal friend but 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 you're right that he is introduced uh uh kind of kind of tattling on on lucius malfoy that's very interesting that's powerful uh but yes anyway anyway this this article uh the pros and cons of being minister for magic um uh, has some some real gems here. I'm 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 very happy to start reading this. I'm ha- happy this is hitting now, right as we're getting into like the political content of this mm-hmm. this <laughs> this, uh, this series. Every wizarding community has its own Ministry of Magic. America's version is called Makuza, and in uh, Fantastic Beasts, I hate the Makuza it sucks thing. So but... bad. Uh, and and in Fantastic Beasts, we set foot into the French Ministry of Magic for the first time. 
With every ministry comes a valiant leader who can help shape the wizarding world for the better, or in the case of some, for the worse. For example, Cornelius Fudge used his powers in the position to try and deny the truth about Lord Voldemort's rule, while ministers of the past have been far more useful, such as Eldritch Diggory, who fronted the Aura Recruitment Program. Eldritch Diggory is such a cool name. That just yeah. sounds like that just sounds like someone's like like Diggory OC character. Why make a character named Eldritch Diggory and then make him a cop? <laughs> right? Well, yeah. Yeah. That's true. He's he's the ultimate cop. He started the cop program. He sta- he started the cops. He started the cops. He invented the cops. Uh, this is proof that that uh, that the concept of cops is an eldritch abomination. Have you heard it here oh, first? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. That there, makes it sense. is fitting. Yeah, it is fitting. So, if you were the ministry, uh, if you were the minister for magic, how would you change the wizarding world? Here are some pros and cons to the career choice. Pro: You get to make a real difference. Hmm, that's the nice. First, I love this yeah. date. Yeah. The first pro is pretty obvious. You're a minister for magic. You can create your own departments of the Ministry of Magic. You can instigate new rules. You can follow your passions. <laughs> you can be a wizarding world legacy. In the history of British ministers for magic, uh, we've had ministers who have lobbied to have the Quidditch World Cup hosted in Britain. Wow, cool. I can lobby to build a stadium? Damn, that's making a difference. Uh, we've had Ottoline Gamble, whose interest in muggle technology led to the inception of the Hogwarts Express. And then there was Millicent Bagnold, who fought for the wizarding community's inalienable right to party after Lord Voldemort's demise. Oh, isn't that cute? That's Some cute adorable. stuff. That's so cute. Con. But if you mess up, it has huge consequences. This is so Ooh. good. This is like a fifth grader's like report on what being the president is like. Like, like pro, uh, you can pardon the turkey on Thanksgiving, and you can make, uh, 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 <laughs> d- you can, you can. Have you ever had a, a dream where you could have make do? And then con uh, endless pe- war. Oops. People will be mad at you if you bomb somewhere. Uh, that's true of course it's not all fun and games all the time and Mm-mm. certain dark wizarding world events have shown us how certain ministers for magic react in harder times in the case of cornelius fudge his fear of lord voldemort led us to see the more cowardly side of his reign using his influence with the daily prophet to try and cover up the whole thing after finally having to admit the truth fudge was unceremoniously sacked leading the way for rufus scrimgore i can't believe that that's the I'm, I'm going to be in real trouble when we have to pronounce that name. I'm just going to call him Rufus. 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 He's just Rufus, who didn't fare much better, eventually being killed by Lord Mil- Voldemort, who then took over the ministry. That's how it works. <laughs> Pro, you may be able to influence muggle events. Here we go. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh over the centuries, the Ministry of Magic has had their ups and downs with the Muggle world, with some ministers working with their non-magical counterparts and some not so much. For example, Cornelius Fudge had a relatively awkward working relationship with the Muggle Prime Minister of his era, usually having to inform him of unfortunate wizarding events such as the escape of Sirius Black, and then later, the ascent of Lord Voldemort. In the 1700s, the Muggle Prime Minister of the day, Lord North, actually sought out the help of the current Minister for Magic, Portia's Catchbull, to see if he could help King George III's mental health. 
Oh my god. Oh, then there was Priscilla Dupont, who used to to magically torment the Muggle Prime Minister Lord Palmerston, such as turning coins in his pocket into frog spawn. <laughs> this is a lot because it really does imply canonically that like the president probably like sent a letter to the minister for magic and was like, "Hey, just to let you know, nine eleven happened. Uh, are you going to do anything?" <laughs> and he's like, "No." No, we're not doing anything. No, we're not going to do anything. Just <laughs> th- th- this th- this is the kind of shit that you just cannot you have to ignore this in your you stories. You can't go there. You it's can't so do funny this. that they routinely keep going there. Like why bring it up? <laughs> Did you do you I I can only ever think of the Minions movie whenever I think about this stuff where like the <laughs> the, the Minions movie opens with like this like cutesy voiceover that's just like ah the minions they, they've they were you know they've existed since the dawn of time and they always serve the biggest villain and it like goes through like okay it has them with like some some vikings which i think is already questionable it uh it, it like has them with like fighting dinosaurs with the cavemen what? and then it's like the most <laughs> recent it gets to is like oh they serve napoleon uh, oh. And then they mysteriously went into an ice cave and were and were uh, completely absent until way way after World War One and Two were done. And then they were unfrozen. And they can get back to it. Like just, uh, just... I, lo- I, you know, I, I've heard of. I have not seen that movie, but I definitely have heard that they did that. Like they definitely dodged the World Wars question. Yeah, and I, lo- I love that the Minions movie did that and. And Harry Potter is like, <laughs> actually, let's make a movie about wizards in World War II. Like, we're just going to walk straight <laughs> off the cliff. But like, like they, 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 they go there, and not only they make it extra confusing by having them not only like be participate in uh, these like like tragic Muggle World events. Uh, the they like they have their own analogs like there are now two there's two hitlers right like there's like grindelwald is just like extra hitler so so they're not so am i supposed to believe that like all like the 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 muggle the muggle like leadership has like gone to wizards throughout history and is like oh can you help with this king's mental health like uh no we're not interested and then like at one point they came to the wizards and were like uh can we talk about the rising tensions in europe and the wizards were like oh don't worry we're already on that (laughs) we we, we already have we're we're in this already don't worry yeah um but uh, but they wouldn't actually do anything about it yeah they just can't can't do this on more serious occasions minister for magic archer evermond banned the british wizarding community from getting involved in world war (laughs) one while in america there was there was the 1777 debate country or kind where thousands of wizards and witches debated on whether they should get involved in the american revolutionary war when the with the US deciding yes and the UK deciding to sit it out, which okay, this is driving me crazy because if you're American wizards in 1777, you're basically already participating in something bad. Like you're oh already there. <laughs> you, you're already doing the colonization. Oh my god. Did not, did, 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 
Ah, oh, you're you're already you're, your hands uh, are already dirty. Yeah, like yeah, the whole kind discussion definitely doesn't step in anything related to <sighs> to early American history. Thank you very Yikes. much, Harry Potter. Thank you, Joe. Really good to go there. Thank you. Uh, it's an <laughs> it's an interesting thing to think about for anyone taking the post. It is interesting. I am it thinking is, about it. It is well done. Con, it is a lot of power to have. Albus mm. Dumbledore famously turned down the minister post several times, explaining that he didn't think he could be trusted with such power. This didn't stop Cornelius Fudge corresponding with Dumbledore on a frequent basis, haplessly asking for advice. But some deal with the power better than others, such as Kingsley Shacklebolt, who took out the Dementors from Azkaban prison and generally instilled a calmer outset on the wizarding world. So it is possible to utilize your authority in a logical, sensible fashion, especially as you're cool and collected as our Kingsley. Um, Dumbledore 100% has the, has the, uh, like anyone who, anyone who wants to be president should be disqualified quote on his (laughs) MySpace. Yeah. (laughs) I think doesn't that actually come up in the book? I swear that that happens in the book where someone asks like like oh it says like oh Dumbledore doesn't want to be uh, uh, the fucking Minister of Magic and someone else says like ah that's what makes him the best choice or something. Oh, probably surely that's in there. And then finally the final pro the perks a guaranteed top box seat at any Quidditch World Cup a fancy office knowledge of what really goes on in the Department of Mysteries. On top of all the murky stuff, you can't deny that the ultimate wizarding world job will be having some nice perks. I love kickbacks. I love kickbacks. We might skip the wearing of a lime green bowler hat, though. I love that it's like uh, you get to to, uh, go to the Quidditch World Cup. You get a nice chair in your office. uh, You get to find out what the wizard CIA is up to. Like, just (laughs) those are the same thing. Those are all the same thing. Well, that was nice. That was very nice. Thank you, yeah, Pottermore. That one's a real thinker. Um, and speaking of real thinkers, how about we get into our reading for this week, huh? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, <laughs> this is chapter 26. Uh, it's called Seen and Unforeseen. Uh, Harry is awaiting his article uh, in the Quibbler. He has given that interview with Rita Skeeter about what really happened. Uh, but in the meantime, he has a conversation with Hermione about his date with Cho and and kind of what happened. Uh, Hermione essentially just tells him what he did wrong on the date, suggests that, that he should have acted like he didn't want to go meet with Hermione. Uh, and they kind of have a long conversation. I'm not going to go into the nitty gritty of it right now. Um, we, we find out that the... Gryffindor Quidditch team is kind of coming back from practice that evening um, and Ron and Ginny are, are basically saying like it's a disaster we're gonna lose Ron wants to resign it's horrible Harry's sad because he wants to play and on and on uh, the Quidditch game does happen we don't see it Harry basically summarizes it for you that it was just just a, a complete fiasco the the game lasted 20 minutes um, the Gryffindor Quidditch team is a mess uh, falling all over themselves um, like injuring each other uh they the score my so my understanding is like the slytherin or i guess i don't even know what the other team was the enemy team uh scored so many goals but Ginny caught the snitch to lose the game kind of like the quidditch world cup um 
So that's a bit, that's a big bummer. Um, that night, Harry has a dream. It's about the hallway again, uh, but this time the door is ajar and he really wants to get to it. Um, but right at the last minute, uh, Ron loudly snores and wakes him up. The next morning at breakfast, Harry receives a bunch of letters. And he's like, oh, what's going on? Um, the Quibbler article has been published and and we are kind of sitting at breakfast and, and Hermione and Ron kind of open open letters from people who've read it. Uh, some people are like, Harry, like Harry's great. Like, you're crazy. This is this is horrible. Uh, but some other people have written in to say, like, oh, I believe you now. Um the teachers are are all reading it. Uh, it's kind of spreading around the school. Umbridge gets really mad, uh, and and kind of comes over and talks to Harry and and says, "What what is that? You know how how dare you, how dare you do this?" Um, and immediately um, posts her next decree, which is anyone caught with the Quibbler um, will be expelled. Which Hermione says wisely that since it's banned now everyone will read it um lots of the the students like uh, once again we're having a a montage of public opinion changing um a lot of students are are talking to to harry and saying like oh this is really brave i i believe you um now and even uh i guess that the two big ones are like cho comes up and apologizes to Harry and says that the interview was really brave. And then the other person is Seamus Finnegan, which if you remember from the very beginning of the book, which I did not, uh, had a big fight with Harry because he, he thought that Harry was full of shit. Um, Harry falls asleep again uh, later, I, I guess it's probably the evening. Um, and he sees a vision of himself as Voldemort and he's talking to uh, a Death Eater, Rookwood, um, who is now helping him after he received some bad information about uh, acquiring the mystery object uh, from another Death Eater named Avery. Um, there are some details there. Harry wakes up. He tells Ron and Hermione about it. Hermione kind of has a has a brain blast, puts all the pieces together, and it's like, oh well, Sturgis Podmore probably tried to acquire the the weapon, um, and then later uh, Lucius Malfoy must have imperiased um, Bode to get to get it but then he had bad information from avery so he got injured but then he was going to wake up and uh he was going to tell who imperiused him so they had to kill him uh but kind of after she she kind of explains what happened to you she's like but harry you should be practicing your occlumency you shouldn't be having these visions harry gets kind of grumpy from it um then we kind of uh, go right into seeing it, an occlumency lesson uh with snape um, Harry is is not doing very well. He's still like, oh, I'm doing worse than I did did the first time. Um, but Snape ends up seeing one of Harry's Harry's visions and is like, what what the hell is that? You're not trying. Um, Harry gets so mad, but then the next time Snape enters his mind, he casts like a protego, I think, like a shield spell, and then sees some of Snape's. He he kind of bounces off and goes and sees some of Snape's thoughts, which we get like a scene, or, or rather like an impression of Snape as like a child with his parents, and and also in in school um, a little bit. Um, Snape is a little bit shaken. Is like, oh, how'd you know? You know, I didn't tell you not to do that. Um, so. Uh, you know, keep keep working on it, and they're they're kind of having a discussion. Harry kind of conf- confronts him a little bit, um, and and Snape says like, "Well, you're not trying. You're you're wanting to see the visions." And he and they kind of fight about that, but it does get cut off um, because they hear some screaming. Um, they are like, "What is that?" So they go up to the entrance hall. Um, Trelawney has been fired, and she's wailing and screaming in the in the great hall. 
she's being kicked out. Umbridge is being evil and is like, oh, you have to leave now. Um, but then Dumbledore appears uh, and says, like, she doesn't have to leave. You can fire her. Um, but I can say that she can still live here because I'm still the headmaster. Also, here's the new divination teacher. It's a centaur. It's Ferenz. Ferenzi. I don't know how it's pronounced. That's the end of the chapter. <sighs> the streak couldn't last. We, we were we had such a good roll of chapters the last few weeks. I'm really of kind of two minds about this one because mm. uh, there is stuff I really like in it. There's um, some fun stuff. For sure. And there's some just absolute dog shit stuff in it, too. The, the main plot has become absolute dog shit at this point, I think, is the main problem here. It's a bummer. Um, but we can talk about some stuff that, that, that kind of works at the kind of like the front of the chapter. Like I this stuff with the Quidditch team, I'm almost bummed that uh, uh, Harry is not part of the team right now to be participating in this story that I actually think sounds very interesting that's happening elsewhere. Yeah, I I agree with that. And I think like, again, this is another one where I'm like, oh, I wish I could see this happening, but we can't because it's like Harry's POV only. Like, I almost wish that he would like go and watch the practice or like see what's happening. It's I, I I really do enjoy like sports stories when they're done well. And I and I yeah. really like this like disaster, disaster Gryffindor team. Right. Like that's the part that I find super interesting is is this idea. Because like the Quidditch has been such, you know, like Harry has had um, bad games or whatever. He's gotten injured and stuff. But like the Gryffindor Quidditch team has been like a constant just like they're the best yeah they're they're the cool team and like like reading this story where like you know ron's on the team now and he's not fitting in well and like Ginny's on the team and like you know making like there's there's a part that i what is with jk's obsession with like these players like oh they want to end the game on their own terms thing uh she does everything twice that's what i've decided like she decides something is good and does it like i don't she repeats every single like narrative device exactly twice you must kill two babies in crimes of (laughs) grindelwald we must have two quidditch games that end uh because one player one brave player decided to end things on on their own terms um which i think is so weird in this case because the game had not been going on that long and if catching the snitch brought them only 10 points shy of of winning like i I don't know i don't know I'd tough that one out a little bit longer, maybe, I guess. This is one I think that you can only do once. Yeah. And I and I think it's a tough one, especially because I didn't really buy it the first time either. I don't really buy a team surrendering in the biggest match of the world. Um, (laughs) Right. Yeah. And and everyone just being okay with that um right that, yeah like i could see it happening i could see that being really good character development for crumb but the response to that should probably be everyone on the like the side of you know uh, like the fans losing their fucking minds uh and him being kicked from the team for not being a team player like do they not communicate when they're playing like what's how does quidditch work I don't know. And I just don't buy also, especially don't buy it. Like you said, in a 20 minute school game, You're like, <laughs> oh, I guess we're just going to surrender. 
right like in the world cup i guess it makes sense if oh, we've been playing for hours we're 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 in danger of being injured this is never gonna work i get it sort of i i, I can at least see an argument for it but here it's just like yo uh i i would like to not have to do my homework today can we can we not end the game so early like damn i was gonna have a day off and get some practice in for these yeah this ragtag group of uh dummies on the gryffindor team i I don't i don't understand this yeah so that's good um but but we gotta talk about the most insane thing that happens right at the top of this chapter which is hermione uh telling harry that of course he should have uh told cho that he thinks that she looks like dirt this the first the top half of this chapter is just real women hating hours and i don't understand why it's insane like i i feel like last week there was a lot of stuff that i really liked about about the date chapter obviously harry's like weird like uh women i'm just like i can't really give this book the benefit of the doubt anymore and then it just like all just gets like cracked wide open at the beginning of this one really lets it all out here so harry and hermione have this conversation where hermione asks how the date went and harry explains what happens to her and she goes back to like like girl whisperer mode and it's like oh harry you're so foolish you should have told cho that you you hated me and thought i looked like shit and that really would have won her over and it is it is out of character for Hermione. And it also, even, even if I am supposed to believe that, that what she's saying is true, which frames Cho in just about the worst way possible. And like everyone involved and just, it's just like, it's like icky. Um, It doesn't make sense why Hermione as the person knower, all seeing, I understand how everyone feels and and can like give people advice. Why would she ever, ever, ever think that Harry would know to do that? (laughs) Yeah, she should have. She could have at least headed him off at the pass and been like, Harry, I need you to come to the to the three broomsticks uh, while you're in Hogsmeade. And 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 if, if Cho, if you're on your date with Cho, just tell her you fucking hate me. Just tell her that I'm I'm lower than garbage, uh, and and that that you I'm a little worm, uh, and that, that you know then she'll understand uh, because I am a little worm and I deserve to be crushed. Like like just just what's going on here? It, it is so bizarre, and and it just keeps going too. Like that immediately rolls over into the scene where the the Quidditch team is getting there, and Ron sits down. He's like, Hermione, you should write a guide on how to talk to women, and it's like. It reminds me of of that really great character we we have uh, on the show of the um what's the magical creature with the ball and chain doing oh. like the bad stand up <laughs> routine. I'm it, like that really is what this feels like because I know it's a joke. Like I know it's a joke that we're all supposed to be in on and laugh, right? And it's just it's so strange. I, I don't know why. Like they sit down and like, oh, I guess Hermione should write us a book about about how what women think. <laughs> it's so weird that Hermione just treats us like God. Like you're right. It is. It is a hundred percent just like, hey, get a load of this fucking broad. Like what are you? What are you? <laughs> supp- how are you supposed to talk to your wife? I'm trying to watch the Quidditch here. Like just like. <laughs> 
And, like, and it, it, it like it is dominoes because it's like each thing I'm like, oh, that's icky. And then it just like immediately escalates. So it goes from like Hermione's bizarre conversation with Harry to Ron saying that Hermione should write a book and then immediately into how Hermione doesn't understand Quidditch. Like she like <laughs> and, and it's it is remarkable. It drags every character involved down. It's so weird. Like I could almost because there, there's a moment where I thought, oh, is this what's happening here? Where or Hermione says, uh, and it might have been a good idea to mention how ugly you think I am too. Hermione added as an afterthought, but I don't think you're ugly, Harry said. Harry bemused, and Hermione laughed. And like, there's a there's a thing here where I'm like, okay, is this or is is Hermione in like a bad mood? Is she upset about something? Is 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 Harry? Is she sending out signals here for Harry to ask like, hey, what's what's going on is everything all right <laughs> but it's like no she's she's just the girl whisperer she's just very smart and correct about this it sucks so bad it's so weird it feels really out of place every character seems out of character except for ron i guess who is just this all the time now yeah but it's more just because he doesn't really have a character which is a shame seeing it kind of adjacent to this quidditch stuff which probably would be interesting i really like this stuff about how like he can save goals but only if no one is looking and he doesn't think anyone's looking at him or whatever and then it's like oh he's stuck he's stuck playing these quidditch games and he doesn't want to be there and and the whole of slytherin house is singing a mean song at him which apparently none of the teachers care about but I'll hand wave that away. Yeah, I, uh, I, I just, I just don't understand why this is here or like why. And it just makes like, like you said, I, I, I think you brought this up too. It's just like, like, not only does this make Hermione and Harry and and Ron and honestly Ginny seem super weird, and also Fred and George because they're there too, and they're surprised that Ginny's good at Quidditch, like oh yeah that's the other thing that i completely forgot because it also like brings that weird element in uh and then and and fred and george are like oh we never let her play with us because she's a girl uh but i but and then hermione is just like oh well she's been stealing your broom out of the out of the the like the shed to fly at night while you're not looking and they're like oh that'll explain it like what is that like what i wrote in big letters like next to this conversation like what is happening it is (laughs) it is so bizarre and i really hate uh while i'm on a tear about this i hate 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 that um jenny is like the cool girl but it's only contingent on her being worse at quidditch than harry yeah the whole because yeah, she, she's the seeker right now and she's like she caught it but they still lost um but she, it was good and and harry i think explicitly thinks to himself but i would have been better no, i would have yes, done it there, better she, he, yeah like, i highlighted thinks, this part he, <sighs> there's a part where he he like where is it harry got into bed thinking about the match it had been immensely frustrating watching from the sidelines he was quite impressed by Ginny's performance but he felt that if he had been playing he could have caught the snitch sooner there had been a moment where it had been fluttering near kirk's ankle if she hadn't hesitated she might have been able to scrape a win for gryffindor like hey harry fuck you like what the hell is your he problem sucks so bad and then later on Ginny like gets to say like she gets to be the the good and cool girl because she knows that you know she makes less money than harry but she's still pretty good so she 
she'll like you know play chaser (laughs) instead of seeker because she likes that better anyway she doesn't really want to be in the spotlight or anything that's where harry belongs it sucks so fucking bad so stupid there's one good line in this entire clusterfuck uh and it's it's harry saying me tactless said harry outraged i was like okay that got a genuine chuckle out of me but everything else here is just completely unhinged yeah that that was pretty funny but yeah like this this whole like running up to this entire intro before anything with the plot happens is is really just like like we're just going to to hate women for a few pages like big time oh sorry sorry can we also talk about how fred and george are now convinced that they are ready to open a store because they have one product Oh yeah, they they. Uh, although <laughs> I I will say, um, I really liked the thing about the Mertlap essence. Yeah, I thought that no, was really cute. It's like really clever. It makes the reader feel smart, which I think is like a thing that J.K. Rowling does pretty well. But yes, I don't understand their business plan. They have <laughs> they have one product, and it is candy that makes you throw up. I'm sure that'll fly off the shelves. <laughs> they have yeah, they have one they have one product. Now, like, okay, well we got to start talking square footage. We gotta we gotta get we gotta hit the ground running here. We need to, we need to get this into this store right now. We like, gotta get we okay, gotta sell guys. this Ipecac. That's all we've made so far, but we but we gotta we gotta get a store. Maybe try like selling it to Zonkos and seeing if it sells there. I don't I don't understand why they're just like opening their own branch. Yeah, I, why why do they have to compete with Zonkos? They could yeah, they have one product. You could probably they should go. Is there like Wizard Shark Tank? Can they like pitch this oh my on? God. on, on like just like a shitty wizard knockoff of Shark Tank. Please. I would I would love a wizard Shark Tank that's like hosted by Gilderoy Lockhart after he gets out of the hospital. Oh my god! <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, it, it could be like Lockhart. Uh, uh, it could be Snape and Slughorn because Slughorn's like a rich guy, right? Like yeah, he, he can, can be he like he can be like the me- like the mean like give it to you straight. I mean, yeah. I guess Snape is the mean guy. Like he's the he's the mean one, but Slughorn's like the savvy. Uh, he's the business savvy one, and Lockhart's mm-hmm. the like one who just loves everything, but doesn't invest in anything because he's too stupid to make it work. Exactly. That's yeah. Perfect. He's the I love I love the product. I love your presentation. You guys are great. This will make you a lot of money. Unfortunately, I'm <laughs> dumb as shit and I don't know anything <laughs> about selling stuff, so I'm going to have to pass. Uh, everyone everyone's always like we want a marauder show give us the prestige marauder show like hell no, no. give us wizard shark tank <laughs> <laughs> fred and george arrived to like be like okay we invented hats they make your head invisible <laughs> we, we, we invented this, an invisibility cloak just for your head <laughs> cool <sighs> thanks guys uh yeah there's yeah there's 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 a there this is a this chapter is all over the place at the beginning um and it does not get much better when they get to the kind of the main thing here which is the quibbler shit which is just totally baffling to me um yes i think that there are two lessons that we can take from the story of Harry's interview with the quibbler. And they are that um, if you tell the truth, everything will work out. um, And also deplatforming doesn't work. (laughs) 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is, this is the fucking newsroom. This is, this is, this is the, the this is every shitty Aaron Sorkin politics story ever written. This, this is Harry, <laughs> Harry going, wow, Hogwarts is not the greatest school in the world, but it sure used to be shit. <sighs> like this, this is, this is so dark and stupid, especially now. Like, like this is, this is grim in context of like when it was written, when it were, you know, this is. This would have been written in like the lead up to the Iraq war. Like this would have been, you know, JK turning on the TV while, while writing and, and, and seeing people and going like, well, they're, you know, they're clearly lying about WMDs existing. And like, if we just keep saying that, that'll stop this from happening. Um, And then reading it again now, just like, like while like, you know, I'm reading this and if I open up the Washington post, I can see them fact checking the president like that fucking means anything uh it's 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 profoundly depressing to read it's now grim. i will say that it is it is really this storyline is really tough and i and it's it also feels extremely out of place in the story that it's in um because I, like i definitely made made that joke at the beginning kind of summarizing like what the lesson is to take away from this uh, but but really it feels very after school special to me like that this mm-hmm. feels like that the, and like okay kids like if if you tell if you tell the truth everything is going to be okay and that just doesn't fit in this story no absolutely not not in this like if if the if the story you know maybe this would have worked in like chamber of secrets or something but like this is a story about like you know the 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 government being a murky untrustworthy entity all of a sudden and like like you know espionage and 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 political games being played but like what what double frustrates me about this is that all like so many things in Harry Potter, like the skeleton framework of a really interesting idea is here. Like what I wanted was because I because I'd completely forgotten how any of this had gone. Um, what, what I wanted was for like Harry to think this is the coolest shit. Hermione to be so proud of this idea and for McGonagall to like pull Hermione aside in class and then be like the fucking quibbler are you stupid like 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 w- like do you know what this does to you know our reputation like like the- Harry just went on Infowars right like Harry 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 is being interviewed on the Joe Rogan show about whether or not he thinks <laughs> Voldemort's back uh right <laughs> which which is as we know not what you should do if you have a story to tell right because it you know you're 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 where you're telling stuff you know or who you're telling it to really clearly the quibbler carries some baggage in this world right like like even rita skeeter won't touch it and she's like a a, a notorious tabloid journalist mm-hmm. like harry has just gone on gone on joe rogan he's gone on infowars he's he's giving a he's giving an interview on on he's the he's the uh the unwoke uh, uh voldemort believer uh and 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 everyone's just like oh yep okay cool i believe that now and it's just in a story that is so focused on like a a a sudden discovery of like oh there's politics in this world i've written it (laughs) suddenly starts ignoring them again it's so bizarre to me it's almost like jk rowling doesn't understand the politics that exist in her own real world (laughs) is is kind of what i feel like um and like you said like it feels very grim that um it feels very grim and very liberal that um uh, umbridge the villain 
<clears throat> excuse me, um, is aligned with, uh, like, oh, she she banned Infowars. Like, that just doesn't, like, sit, sit very right with me, right? <laughs> right. But it would be one thing if the quibbler was, like, uh, oh, you know, presented as, like, oh, this has been, like, uh, ah, this is, like, a radical <clears throat> politics newspaper in this world. But because radical politics don't exist in Harry Potter, <clears throat> the quibbler is... Infowars, right? Like it, it, it is the conspiracy magazine, right? Um, and so I don't get whose side we're supposed to be on here because if this is saying that, like, oh, like if if you know if the if the mainstream media won't uh won't uh you know listen to you, you you should go to the 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 truth tellers who are really laying it down, the conspiracy guys, and like I just maybe this is just because because i'm reading it now in 2019 but like the analog that i'm imagining in this scenario is not a good one right like is harry milo is harry harry's <sighs> the brave truth teller yeah is harry QAnon? like like who what's going on here jk yeah i mean i, I think that that I mean, we're we're back at, at the thesis of our podcast, right? Where this is yeah. this is these books are, uh, <laughs> I mean, they really are like a, a a bedrock of like mainstream liberal thought, and I think that this is a really this this really demonstrates that a lot. Yes, it is. This is a uh, this is a this is a dark dark chapter from that perspective like like this is this is a and, and like this is not one that i think people remember like i certainly didn't remember this and this is not one that i see come up a lot in the uh you know in the community either like when people talk about like oh how harry potter is like the you know the rosetta stone for my politics it's always like i i he, harry always fought voldemort uh the death eaters are bad uh mcgonagall was an epic woman right like it's never anything it, it, like like there's they, they, everyone kind of glosses over the part where it's like harry harry went on uh local tv uh on on the tv show of the guy who uh got arrested for waving a gun around in the post office because he thought aliens were running the mail there uh and uh and told everyone that he thought voldemort was real and then the truth got out and everyone believed him the end like it's just not cohesive i mean i, I think that the, this it's like insidious because i i think that the i i mean it is one of those cases where the politics of what's happening are so taken for granted yeah as as politics um mm -hmm. and i i think it's i think it's really easy to miss that if you aren't really thinking thinking critically about what is actually what the mechanics of, of what are what is happening here it, it's very funny to me also that the the book continuously like points out how stupid this is like right. especially with the with the refrain of luna as a character existing and and continually like reminding us of what what the common articles in the quibbler are it's, right like it, yeah like even like like okay let's not be political narratively speaking this doesn't really make a whole lot of sense did 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 jk rowling like misunderstand the end of watchmen 
like 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 the end of the like the end of the comic book Watchmen, where like mm-hmm. Rorschach has been writing down all of his his like you know all of the truth that he has seen but he sends it to like the right-wing crank newspaper that throws it in the maybe the maybe pile mm-hmm. and then they like dig it out at the end and like like there's like just like this like ironic like like tragedy to the whole thing just like well like the truth will be out there but like no one's gonna listen to it because everyone hates this fucking newspaper right like did she think that that was cool like does 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 JK Rowling think Rorschach is the good guy in in Watchmen? What's going on here? Uh, yeah, I, I mean probably. I mean I don't <laughs> think she's read Watchmen, but, Pro- but yeah, Pro- okay, Pro- yeah, fair enough. Probably not. I don't know um, if she has. I don't know. A lot of people have read it. Um, uh, nerd culture is cool now. Um, yeah, that's true. But it, it's it is almost reaches. I mean, this plot point reaches comedy for me at the point where it goes to great lengths to point out that the teachers are just so they're so taken with this they're so happy that harry did this including mcgonagall including like sprout and flitwick that they're like giving him house points for no reason like oh thank you for saving us thank you for going on info wars and telling the truth harry potter (laughs) right right flitwick gives him candy what the fuck like like Flitwick just gives him a box of candy and is like, thank thank you Harry Potter for for talking about the the radio waves that control your brain. Like 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 cool I guess. My other you're favorite- right that this that this does belong in Chamber of Secrets. Like this is him, this is him going on the news to be like not all parcel tongues are bad. <laughs> Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, my, like related to this, I love that um, there's also, you know, that we, we get kind of like a laundry list of like, like, you know, who's who still doesn't believe him? The bad, ugly Slytherins, boo, hiss. Like who who does believe him now? Who had a change of heart? And it's like that that fucking bitch Cho Chang and that stupid <laughs> idiot Seamus Finnegan. They come crawling. Look who came crawling back. Like it's. <laughs> so weird i i think that the cho cho what cho chang says to harry in response to the quibbler article is easily is easily going in my top 10 like funniest um harry potter lines in this entire entire series i have to i have to find it again real quick um she just like comes up to him unprompted afterward and says i'm really really sorry that interview was so brave it made me cry (laughs) <laughs> you're so brave harry you speak truth to power uh and and i'm so sorry and i and 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 uh you you know you were 100 percent right to uh, uh be a huge asshole to me when i wanted to talk about cedric tiggery <laughs> oh this is so crazy i j- i can't believe this stuff really it's it is it is bizarre this this was a nightmare chapter from this perspective like all all the the, there's like three pages detailing like how how like like you know the the consequences of his his epic interview and it's like first of all some i think the first one that hits is uh is you know he gets fan mail immediately Mm -hmm. uh he gets you know he gets comments and and one of them is is a is a witch sent him a sexy photo which i thought was really bizarre like did you catch that 
Yes, I did. This this scene to me, which is like Ron and Hermione go through a lot of his his mail and kind of like uh, like read some. Of their, like they go through it and it's like they check it off the list. Like, oh, this person thinks you're crazy. Oh, this person believes you. Oh, this person sent you a sexy photo. Um, <laughs> and I, I've been playing Pokemon Ultra Sun. Um, mm-hmm. And there's this like feature. And it's just like a fun little like mini game thing where you like take photos of Pokemon that are there and it's like fake Instagram. So like you put you like if you take a good picture kind of like Pokemon snap and they're like centered and and like up close to the camera, you get like more likes or whatever, but it generates these like auto like comments like it's like oh, a good photo yeah, yeah. or like a little blurry. Um, this is what this scene felt like to me. Like I feel like it was like bots. <laughs> Re- reacting to something or like like an alignment in a video game like oh i'm like i'm playing fable and i i did this quest and so the townspeople are are starting to to react <laughs> favorably to me when i walk in harry try and get your truth to power meter even higher <laughs> yeah the, also just the idea of like harry getting a bunch of mail and going hey or actually harry doesn't even offer it. it's it's like hermione and ron just start taking it or like is this cool can we go through your mail with you which is the weird like like okay that's that's a thing i guess like remember when hermione got a bunch of hate mail and it had like acid in it yeah hermione got letter bombed at one point for uh having a crush on harry but somehow the consequences of this are a lot less harry going on info wars and like talking about voldemort being back and that was in the normal newspaper yeah harry harry didn't even get a howler the scale of this does not make sense no absolutely does not make any fucking sense at all and and this also the scene where like like umbridge walks over and is like what's going on And, and harry is just like roasting her to her face is so weird too like i thought this was the scariest character like like he's he's just he's feeling himself i guess and at the beginning of this chapter just like yeah he's untouchable yeah i gave an interview (laughs) yeah i gave a fucking interview yeah you might have heard of it it was in the quibbler it was on Infowars. i talked to (laughs) joe rogan about dmt um uh i think there's like maybe one detail that i liked about this whole quibbler thing and it's the part where um fred and george like blew up one of the pages to be like really huge and put it on the wall uh-huh. and then like the the battery started running out and it was like the it, it, we're, we're, let's see uh uh hermione did not find this very amusing she said it would interviewed it, it interfered with her concentration and ended up going to bed early out of irritation harry had to admit that the poster was not quite as funny after an hour especially when the talking spell had started to wear off so it merely shouted disconnected words like dung and umbrage at more and more frequent interviews in a progressively higher voice i do really like that image of this just like stupid giant harry potter head just screaming random words at people like it's, that's it's a really... very strong imagery uh in yeah. a chapter that is like mostly dialogue i i had a, a very strong impression of like what that would have looked like and the vibe it would have had if um it was in like the prisoner of azkaban movie oh, yeah yeah it would have been it, it's very cool I, I like that that scene a lot but yeah overall this quibbler stuff is not good and then we just sort of roll right on into something else, which is maybe equally insane, just in a different way, which is uh, Harry's dream and the piecing together of the Bode Rookwood Avery plot. Yeah, this is like a good 
I don't I don't like to say things that are like I think it's a trap to be like bad writing. Like I, that, sure. that to me is like very YouTube criticism. Sure. Um, and not, not, all, not all YouTuber. Like that's not, all, I, I think there's good criticism happening on YouTube. So don't hear that wrong, but just like the, the kind of like cinema sins, like I'm, sure. I'm going to be like use objective and reason and math to like figure out this criticism. But this to me is just like, it, it feels like bad writing, like very ineffective. You know, it's, like it is yeah. rem- like there's this whole part where Hermione like exposits putting the mystery together and it's like about a page and it is untangling a mystery that involves four characters that I don't know <laughs> doing mm-hmm. something away from any of the characters I know. Yes, it is. Yeah, like like you say, like like just saying out out and out, it's like, oh, this is bad writing is maybe a difficult position to strike from, but I don't disagree because it's it's a it's a real jumble of stuff that just feels like kind of a big no no for like mystery writing, especially. These are characters that we've spent zero time with. We don't know who they are. We also didn't see what they were doing, so everything has to be pieced out for us by Hermione, like in retrospect. And we have to assume that she's right because if she's not right, this scene was pointless, right? Like it is very tenuous on every level. Uh, It is, it is remarkably weird. Like this feels like it's supposed to be a big payoff. And it's like, I don't know. I, I barely remember any of these characters. I don't know what this means. I don't know why this matters and I don't know how Hermione can possibly like be correct about this when she is seen about as much as we have as readers. Right. And it's all like based on this dream Harry had. And like the only character that we even care about a little bit here, I guess would be Voldemort. And the book doesn't really even take very much opportunity to characterize him as anything other than like a cartoon villain guy here so it just it has no no impact there's no intrigue nothing has changed we know Voldemort is trying to access this room that Harry is seeing in his dreams so these like weird specifics about details about these characters that I have never like literally have not had any lines in this book Mm-hmm. I, I really don't understand why this is here. It's it's extra funny because it's like it's like weaving this web of intrigue brought on by Harry having the dumbest dream sequence imaginable where where Voldemort just like lords it over a guy who really makes me think again. We've had this conversation before, but it, it bears repeating <laughs> what? are death eaters getting out of this relationship with Voldemort? What what's in it for the death eaters? Because I thought that they were supposed to be like powerful aristocrats who were like leveraging their power to, you know, oppress the muggles or whatever. But here it just seems like they are enslaved to a cartoon madman who they have to call my Lord and will kill them at a drop of a hat. Like what's the, 
what and are even they? even if that's what he's going to be, he never plays like the charismatic cult leader or anything no. like that. He is just always just like this weird, like very comically evil guy that doesn't really have anything over them other than I I can do the death spell faster than you. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's there's nothing. He's not really holding anything over them, really, other than, I guess, the fact that they're known death eaters already. But like what? I, I I what are what is he offering them? What what is what do they get out of being a Death Eater that they couldn't get just being like a normal asshole? It, it especially seems like it would be extremely easy to further their agenda in other ways, especially considering that Lucius Malfoy has been doing that this entire time successfully. Yeah. He's like in with the minister. I, yeah. I, I guess like the, it did kind of bring that up. Like Voldemort is like, you know, why didn't you come looking for me? The, the answer being that Lucius is kind of an opportunist and will do whatever for himself. But I, I it just it really is not showing how he how he has like what power he actually has because he just seems like i i I don't i don't get it like like this scene between voldemort or harry as voldemort you know harry harry seeing voldemort's uh conversation with with brookwood here is like it's basically like like dr frankenstein's (laughs) relationship with igor right like 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 you ah bring me bring me the brain ah, like like yes master oh yes yes my lord i will do anything for you man just like just complete cartoon shit uh, right, these are just like normal people with like normal jobs to like they they've got day jobs can you just like read all of Hermione's like like do you have that handy can you God, read that? yeah yeah i can i can get it handy so that's why they killed him, she said quietly, withdrawing her gaze from Fred and George at last. When Bode tried to steal this weapon, something funny happened to him. I think there must be defensive spells on it, or around it, to stop people from touching it. That's why he was in St. Mungo's. His brain had gone all funny and he couldn't talk. But remember what the healer told us? He was recovering, and they couldn't risk him getting better, could they? I mean, the shock of whatever happened when he touched that weapon probably made the Imperious curse lift. Once he'd gotten his voice back, he'd explain what he'd been doing, wouldn't he? They would have known he'd been sent to steal the weapon. Of course, it would have been easy for Lucius Malfoy to put the curse on him. Never out of the ministry, is he? (laughs) Where would she pick up any of that shit? It goes on too, like it's yeah. like a paragraph break, and it's just more like arrested for trying to get through a door. Lucius Malfoy got him too. I bet he did it the day you saw him there. Harry Sturgis had Mo- Moody's invisibility cloak, right? So what if he was standing guard by the door, invisible, and Malfoy heard him move or guessed he was there, or just did the Imperious curse on the <laughs> off chance that a guard was there? <laughs> there's also before that, there's the part where where she goes, where, where she's like Sturgis, and Ron is like, who the fuck is Sturgis? <laughs> like, yeah, me too, Ron. Yeah. Like, yeah, finally, yeah, oh, Sturgis is saying Podmore. what I'm thinking. Oh, Sturgis Podmore, that character that we all know and love. <laughs> like Sturgis, Jesus. did something happen to Sturgis Podmore? Say it isn't so. Oh, I no, care about this not, so much. Not my fave, Sturgis Podmore. Sturgis There's, Podmore and to... Bode. 
I need and to they're look just up. all messed up with Rookwood and Avery. <laughs> I just, what's going on there? I just, I every, really... every chapter, I'm like, when are we going to hear more about, about what's going on with Podmore? <laughs> oh, God. I don't even think any of this is in the movie. I think this got completely axed. Like, just, just, just because 100% Because it's not in the deleted. book. It's yeah. Not, it's it's, like, it is happening so far away from anything that matters to any of the characters we care about. Yeah. It's. It's remarkable. Just, it's so fucked up. It's so stupid. And like, I, I really now I need to go online and see. I, I oh, after this episode, I need to do some research. Like, I want to know if there are Bode fans. Do you think there's like any like Sturgis, Podmore, Broderick Bode, Bode shippers? Slash, yeah, yeah. Are yeah, there, I are hope there... so. I mean, like, there's a ton of stuff for like Daphne Greengrass and like um, Theodore Knott and like um, Blaze. Zabini, um, those all those those uh, folks always end up as characters in fan fiction. So yeah, I would, I would love to. I would love to see the the Sturgis Podmore, um, Broderick Extend- Bode fans out here representing <laughs> the extended Bode universe. <laughs> yeah, I really want to see that. So, so that's all just a fucking mess. Um, but there is a light at the end of this tunnel in this chapter. We get some Snape content here. We do. Um, and I guess when I said it, I'm of two minds, I I loved this Snape scene. I, I feel like me saying I'm losing all credibility because I just say that every time that Snape comes <laughs> up. And, every, and I'm sure everyone is just like, uh-huh, I bet. This is a great scene, though. It is good. I, I really liked it. Um, I'm a child and I laughed when it opened with uh, Harry received two more D's in potions. Uh, <laughs> I was like, uh-huh, nice. Um, but yeah, no, this is a this is a cute scene. And you you pointed this out and I agree. Snape is like a normal person here. He's he's nice. He's fine. This happens every time there's a Snape scene because I always expect it to be just the scene of like extended verbal abuse. Mm-hmm. Like really? And, and and I don't say that in like because I'm upset about it or anything. That's just kind of what I was expecting. Yeah. Nothing he ever says is that out of line or weird. He kind of just talks like a normal person. I mean, he's like a little weird for sure. Um, He's definitely someone that like overuses the thesaurus for sure, Mm -hmm. but he's not mean. He, I don't, I would not call anything that he does here or says to Harry mean in this lesson. The strongest thing that happens here in that department is he says, you know why we are here, don't you, Potter, said Snape in a low, dangerous voice. Which is like, again, that's got to just be from like Harry's perspective, because that's not an unreasonable question if you are dealing with someone who is like clearly not putting in the effort in the lesson you're trying to give them, right? Like. Mm -hmm. Because he it, follows it up with, you know, why I'm giving up my e- evenings to this tedious job, which paints such a funny picture. Like, what he, Snape's giving up his evening. What was his? What were his what plans? Were his plans. What was he gonna what do? Was, what was What's Snape he doing with do his evenings? With his evenings. What's he? What's he up to? Um, <laughs> but it's like really just. Like, it says a low, dangerous voice, but I'm like, that's a perfectly reasonable question to ask. I don't know. Yeah, I think there's like a couple there's a couple other spots where it's like Harry observes that he's like looking at him with pure loathing or whatever. Um but but everything but it always comes after he just like says something very normal. And and there, there's the point where Harry um successfully fights off his attack and sees some of Snape's memories which are like pretty 
sensitive memories. I think one is like his parents fighting while he's a child and he's crying. And then like another one where he's like killing flies or something. Um, but Snape's response to that is just like, well, I didn't tell you not to do that. <laughs> right. It's like, well, there's nothing in the rule book that says you can't use Protego. <laughs> it's not technically against the rules. <laughs> yeah. He's, he seems almost like mildly impressed. He's like, okay, well, I didn't say, you know, fair play, I guess. There's also the part where he says, like, like perhaps you were enjoying having these visions because they make you feel special and important. And, like, he's also correct there. Yeah, I guess like, that's Har- kind of mean. I guess those are his two mean moments is that and when he calls him, like, lazy or something. But he's not wrong. No. Harry does enjoy having the visions. He's, which, comp- he's astute. Like, which like Snape really... Is- it echoes the Lupin lessons a lot in a way I didn't expect because that's the same the same character beat that Harry had when he he realized that he was enjoying hearing his mom in the Dementor right. visions. Uh huh. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good observation. I didn't think of that. Yeah. No, that's totally true. It's 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 like like yeah, pure loathing, I guess. But I I, I would loathe Harry if I was in Snape's position. He had, he he had plans that evening. He's he had this, big plans. <laughs> he had big plans, and this fucking fifteen-year-old asshole who's just been on Infowars is in is in in there, not clearly not giving a fuck about the thing you're trying to teach him. Uh, you had such big plans, and and this this kid has torpedoed them. So yeah, I would loathe Harry. Yeah, and I think Snape even said in the first lesson, like, "Oh, that was pretty good." And now, and Harry has gotten progressively worse at it because he is yeah not wanting to do it i would have loved if this were a scene where snape got mad at him for going on Infowars. <laughs> please yeah snape if any of these characters were gonna like rag on harry for going to the quibbler it should have been snape right ugh. just like like uh, uh, ugh. You, you, like you went to this garbage rag of a magazine you know how 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 badly this sets the order back like that would have been that would have been a, a snape criticism for sure i also have to tell on myself a little bit Mm. I, I i just have to it's like my it's my duty on this podcast um mm-hmm. you know 71 episodes in I, I this is the first time in all of our reading i think that i had a a pure as loath as i am to say it a pure like fangirl moment that echoed like f- feeling the way i did when i was 15 and like just was just the biggest Snape fan in the world. Um, when uh, Harry says, when Snape says like, you want, you want to see the visions and, and Harry says something along the lines of like, well, yeah, I want to see what Voldemort's up to, uh, but you're just mad. Cause that's your job, isn't it? And Snape says like, yeah, it is my job. And I'm like, <laughs> there's that, there's that cool spy master Snape. Yeah. So, no, I was very that's such by a that. good scene. That's such a good moment. It's, it, it's, it's, it's so good like let's see uh no that's your job isn't it harry shot at him he had not meant to say it It had burst out of him in temper for for a long moment they stared at each other (laughs) harry convinced he had gone too far but there was a curious almost satisfied expression on snape's face when he answered yes potter he said his eyes glinting that is my job (laughs) oh i love it which, which reminds me, it reminds me so much of the um, the part in the uh, uh, the Sirius Snape argument where Sirius is like, "Are you calling me a coward?" And Snape is just like, "Well, yeah, I guess I am, huh?" <laughs> like, there's a, there is such a fun element. Like, again, I love um, Alan Rickman's portrayal of Snape a lot. Like, this is not a, a like 
a, a, a diss of the movie Snape, but like he definitely plays it in a much more like theatrical uh eloquent guy kind of way where like snape honestly here just kind of seems like kind of a like a dunk master like yeah like he, he, snape's just ready like he just likes to argue with people right like he uh he's he, he's not a but like it's the same thing with the like well i guess i didn't say you couldn't uh <laughs> couldn't use protego like like snape enjoys kind of, kind of like the back and forth kind of i think it, he's he's very fun to read and i uh i've really been enjoying these these kind of moments with him i think he brings out a lot of fun stuff in other characters too just like the serious snape argument and then here with harry where i think harry is has some interesting character moments although they are in my opinion a little bit repeated from book three but it is interesting to see him go through that again but with someone he doesn't mm-hmm. like yeah yeah i i think it's good um i think the dumbest thing here is uh i i've got to say I, I know that like it just had to like th- the scene had to end somehow, but I am really questioning the logistics. Like how big is Hogwarts? Oh, thank God that you, I was, go- I was going to start this and be like, okay, it's cinema sins time. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be cinema sins about this after we had just talked about how stupid that, that kind of criticism is, but I really, really have to say it here. Okay. Hogwarts <laughs> is a castle. The potions room is a, dungeon is in the dungeon they're in, in the dungeons of a castle several floors down in a stone castle i'm just picturing the the like skyline that everyone posts of hogwarts all the time yeah like the iconic hogwarts picture that everyone let like the you know it's like from philosopher's stone and they're like taking the trip across the lake right. and you can see that right, and i'm right. like they're like okay so they're in the dungeon Right, and Trelawney's in the entrance hall. <laughs> yeah, they are able to hear Trelawney screaming from the entrance hall from the dungeons. Excuse me. <laughs> Just a little, especially because okay, again, not to be cinemasins about this, but remember in the first book how uh, uh, Quirrell had to run from the dungeons mm. to the entrance hall to announce that there was a troll in the dungeon if like if 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 this was consistent he could have just like like i'm over here i'm in the dungeons and i'm just like oh no there's a troll oh i'm in the dungeons i'm what oh oh this is so horrible i'm walking back okay now i'm in the entrance hall hey did everyone hear about the troll yeah yeah we did hear that Okay, it was, well, it was good. a little muffled but but we could definitely hear you it's, from the dungeons yelling that there was a troll down there <laughs> right just who's who it's just hogwarts just have like the worst soundproofing in in any building in history i guess did i miss I, like I, a detail that snape has like a security camera set or like a security microphone set up in the entrance ooh, hall like i i, I don't i'm he like is the spy master uh, he would wouldn't he yeah he is the spy master yeah maybe he's maybe he's got yeah, he's got eyes and ears everywhere <laughs> It's a very weird moment. And it's so it's so corny, too, because this is the classic at this point. J.K. Rowling has written an argument between two characters and needs it to get cut off by something. Is well, It was the same thing that happened in the serious argument, too. Like like someone needed to walk in to stop the argument. Like these arguments never end. 
they never they never diffuse or explode they just get interrupted by some something else so the characters can i mean this doesn't god this is even not even arguments remember in book three which is like by far the best book still but like there's a really good conflict that just sort of fizzles out because uh ron and hermione decide to put their class differences aside for no real reason other than that like well maybe we should help harry uh do or help hagrid with the buckbeak thing it it ends up feeling very very frustrating and obviously like i don't need like a clean resolution from everything but it but it feels like i'm like i'm waiting for that moment where characters say to each other like okay what do we do now like what like it's it robs them of their agency in not being able to like make a decision about what has happened or take action in any way because something will inevitably cut them off i am wondering so did Harry and Snape like walk together or did they like jog? Uh, like what? Is, like, did they it's, just... it's such a cute image. Like, like it's very funny because like, so Snape leaves and uh-huh. Harry like wonders for a split second. Should I follow him too? And then the implication is, I guess he does. And that image is so funny to me of like Snape whooshing down the corridor in his big black cloak and Harry following him like, like here i am i'm like i'm 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 surprised that Snape didn't say like wait here so no one knows i'm teaching you occlumency right like and and you know and harry had snuck out later or something but no they just like walk out together like what if what if umbridge had been there just like oh what are you guys up to and just like uh not remedial potions yeah me remedial potions not doing anything order related like it's just that's a very weird this feels like these were two separate scenes that like were written elsewhere in the book and had to be like, you know, JK knew both needed to be in the book and didn't know where to fit them other than this sort of weird duct tape connection. Right. It's very strange, especially just because I think that the connection between Snape and what is happening with the Trelawney stuff is so tenuous. It makes it feel a little bit, dissonant kind of because snape like what is snape just sort of dissolves from the scene right completely he just it's not like he goes because like there's it's i mean this is an iconic scene where mcgonagall like stands up for trelawney despite their differences Mm -hmm. or whatever and it's really weird that like we arrive at that scene from being with snape instead of being with like mcgonagall that then goes and comforts trelawney or even to have snape do that i mean he wouldn't but like it it is weird it does feel like he just kind of evaporates because the scene is over yeah yeah like there's no follow-up to this it's just okay here's the new scene i guess right uh what did you think of this whole uh like firing scene not really much it does it Mm. it did not it didn't really do anything for me no i it's it is not helped. I feel like the movie, like the movie version, from what I remember, just because I see people post the images from it like every week, is um like a, maybe like a better adaptation of this that has made it more iconic. Yeah, I think I it think seems so. like something where that, that like relies on the performances of the actors involved a lot, maybe. Um, because as written, it's a very silly scene. It is like these teachers are putting on a weird pantomime for the students in the hall like really really bizarre stuff yeah i think that there are a lot of directions that this could have 
been very impactful and a very like emotional and comfortable scene especially because it touches on it with like Trelawney like again she's like been drinking and, and all of that and I, and I think there really is something there that would probably fit very thematically with this book about that is so often about like the boundary between being a teenager and being an adult and teenagers yeah. that think they're adults and, and seeing an adult have a an emotional breakdown and all of that but it only seems to be in service of moving the plot forward and showing that the new teacher is frenzy. Right. And, and also this, the, I think the weirdest part of this whole thing is like, like Dumbledore walking in at exactly the right time, n- knowing that this was going to happen, I guess, cause he goes and gets friends really quick, which would imply like, how did that conversation go down? Like, like he heard that he heard Umbridge firing Trelawney <laughs> and he like was like, OK, here I go. I'm going to walk down the stairs out to the forest and OK, I'm walking to the forest. And uh, hey, where's where the centaur? OK, there's the centaur. Hey, can you get forens for me? OK, there's forens forens. Do you want to teach at Hogwarts where there's an open slot for divination? OK, cool. Let's walk back up to the castle together. But can you wait outside so I can you know make a dramatic announcement and you can come in at the right moment and it'll be really cool do you can can we do that like just really like what's what's the what's the scene here like i i can only assume that this is here just to give the impression again that dumbledore just knows everything that is going to happen like i think it is supposed to be like oh he really is the chess master of this of this situation but it ends up reading just kind of stupid it's especially stupid because i don't like all these parts the, the part where umbridge is like um, the, the the inquisitor can do this and dumbledore explains like the rest of the rule means nothing because we've seen neither half of any of the rules being cited here so also, umbridge has like unilateral power to change the rules at any time that's what that's the one thing we know about her <laughs> right yeah, so it doesn't so this, really feel like that much of an owning. Yeah, I like like did it, she banned Infowars like two days ago? What is stopping her from just posting a new thing that's like you can't live here if you don't teach here? <laughs> right, like like is it just is it is it is it is it is it the is it like the classic schoolyard game thing of like like you it has to be an escalation like oh my sword does 100 damage yeah well my shield blocks 101 damage yeah well my other sword does 102 damage and cuts through shields yeah well my, like like it's it's so nonsensical that this would deter umbridge in any way like she could just turn around and say uh uh, uh hu- human horse hybrids can't teach at hogwarts that's the right. new decree oops like like what's stopping her from doing that uh, yeah I, I think that this is um another case where the character of dumbledore does not work outside of like the first book like he doesn't he doesn't work outside of a children's story no no he he i i have no idea who he is anymore because he's he's like the kind wise old eccentric guy but he is also like again like the the spy the the cool spy master mysterious guy in control of everything and i'm just like mm, i don't know like 
nothing he's done here seems to have like defeated umbridge in, in any way this also had a very um kind of like cinematic description um and and uh, my brain is broken forever now because when when dumbledore was framed in the doorway all i could think of is that stupid game of thrones yes uh, still again yes but With behind the- him is a giant is a horseman did you see that the handmaid's tail also did that shot this week what really yeah the hand Wait, the hand with 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 uh i can't remember the character's name the main character standing in front of an angel statue they did a fucking uh, shot of, of her just just again i'm not against the concept of that <laughs> shot but like you you need to do it in things that are having any ounce of fun with itself you know like like the handmaid's tale is just abject misery pornography like you don't get you don't get to do shit that corny in that that's hilarious yeah it's it's very funny i was just like there was like a whole thread where people were like going through and, and i was just remembering like all the shows i've seen that do that you know you know what show does do it and it's good buffy hmm. buffy does one of those oh hell yeah that yeah. that is where that shot belongs <laughs> yeah buffy. exactly yeah that's the tone that's the tone of show where that kind of thing works right like like yeah it, it's when when buffy gets resurrected she she like passes in front of an angel statue in a graveyard. I'm like, yeah, that works. Oh, I love That's that show. Cool. Yeah, Buffy rocks. Uh, we'll 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 get to Buffy one day, but but yeah, no, I had the exact same thought. Just like, oh, he's because it. There's a weird way. Do you have that on hand? It's so weirdly described. It's in, it's very cinematic. Like that that is, it, but it practically says that it's like it, it's, it basically all but says like, "Damn, Dumbledore looked cool." Harry Harry observes how cinematic it is. Yeah, like more or less. Uh, yeah, uh, let me find it real quick. Um, uh, God, the scene is like I'm I'm looking through it again. Long. It's just like goofy. Um, Trelawney does like a lot of anime stuttering in this. Yeah, the oak front doors had swung open. Students beside them scuttled out of the way as Dumbledore appeared in the entrance. What he had been doing out in the grounds, Harry could not imagine, but there was something impressive about the sight of him framed in the doorway against an oddly misty night. I forgot about that detail. You can't. You can't do that. You can't just say, damn, it looked impressive. That's, like, for, you need that's to... for the movie. That's right in there for the movie. You, you have to de- you have to use your words to describe it. It's a book. You can't just say, damn, it looked cool. Damn, it looked what? really cool when he was standing in the doorway. There's damn, some mist. Looked... There was like a fog machine back there. Yeah. Damn, it was cool. <laughs> damn, it was cool. Cool Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> you can't fucking do that. God, yeah, what a what a weird chapter. I am like I said, I, I personally I feel like we've we've been on like a really good run of chapters, and this has uh aside from the Snape scene, which I thought was pretty good, like this this kind of has has broken the streak, I think. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Um there was stuff to enjoy for sure, but some of it was just like completely out of left field for me, and I don't I don't understand it <laughs> all. The one-two punch of the quibbler stuff and then the 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 conclusion of the Bode Podmore Avery Rookwood drama <laughs> is so bizarre to me. Uh, there's one other thing I do want to talk about very briefly, mm. and I don't know if we've yeah. actually done this before, but I'm just curious what you think of the chapter title, Seen and Unforeseen. It's very MySpace. It is very MySpace. It's a it's that's a or or it's it's a MySpace slash that's a uh, uh that's a, like 
mid 2010s Tumblr blog name. Right. That's an that's a Tumblr aesthetic blog that like only retweets black and white pictures of like churches and guys wearing uh, uh, white dress shirts and uh, 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 I don't know like take your pick scenes uh, the scenes from uh, the Beetlejuice movie but they've they've converted it into black and white and pushed the contrast a bit uh yeah the, the, the there's there's been some goofy ones uh i think this might be the worst one the beetle at bay was also pretty weird that was definitely a weird one but i i think like so far every single one has been so literal to what's in the chapter and i really can't come up with like a literal one-to-one what this means exactly and maybe i'm missing something really obvious i guess he's seen the door but what is beyond the door is unforeseen that's the only thing i can really think of there it just has it has a different implication to me i'm probably thinking too much about it like it but it just it feels like these chapter titles are so literal so much yeah. of the time that i'm like what? i forgot i'm just scrolling back and i forgot that there's a chapter called uh the sorting hats new song <laughs> there's some really like I good said, ones they're very, literal. Yeah, they're very literal yeah yeah these are yeah these like are, it, these is, are... Is, is he like oh i saw that my article was going to be published i did not foresee that trelawney would be fired like i, I don't i don't <laughs> i don't get it uh we'd seen bode we could not have foreseen that he mattered in the slightest <laughs> exactly i like that a lot there's an episode in here called career advice i like that you or, called uh, it well, an episode i did call it an episode <laughs> oof <laughs> oof Allie. <laughs> oof ouch there's a chapter called out of the fire which i just feel like you're not allowed to do is the next one uh, into the frying pan? Well, I'm waiting to see where that is, but it doesn't look like they have that. Then there's uh, uh, the the Department of Mysteries, the only one he ever feared. That's very yeah, cool. There's, there's some good titles in here. So, but yes, no, I, I agree. This is a weird one. The Beetle at Bay, I think, is the weirdest one so far, though, because she's not really at bay. You brought her back. Like, that's that's the definition of, of, of being at bay is when you're away and you can't do anything. I guess she, she is uh, unable to do her old job. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because Hermione is psycho and, and threatened to kill her and right. is blackmailing her. Right. No consequences for that, though. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, this chapter. Yeah. This is a weird one. Um, I think that the the, polit- the political story and the mystery, I can handle one of those collapsing per chapter um <laughs> this had both and and it and it was uh, uh kind of a slog the mystery part the mystery details here are so incredible to me that we learned the conclusion of a plot that i didn't know was happening and nothing has changed <laughs> like like i i didn't know this was happening and now it's like okay well what's different now oh we're still wondering what's it, through that door and we still think it's a weapon that's it <laughs> nothing has changed nothing changed yeah completely pointless uh absolutely 100 percent meaningless uh, other to than bode, bode needing to be laid to rest r.i.p bode well uh i think it's time for us to take a quick break and when we come back we're gonna dive into some lore sounds good mm-hmm. 
Hello, and welcome back. Wands. Everyone has them. Uh, that is a Harry Potter storytelling staple. Uh, and and uh, did you know that the wands are like a whole other kind of horoscope uh, for the series? I didn't. Well, I sort of knew, right? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, like we we I think talked on the on the show about the wands that we were assigned from Pottermore, right? Yeah. Yes, mine does. Mine can't do dark magic, so I'm yeah, returning it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm returning. I don't need this. It sucks. Um, yeah, the the wands. The, the wand chooses a wizard, and 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 uh, uh, has maybe some uh, some some like personality uh, uh, defining properties. Uh, for the longest time, this kind of like baffled us because this doesn't appear anywhere in the books at all. And and I kept seeing like wand lore posts on the Reddit and stuff and being like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, there's no lore to the wands other than Ollivander saying that Voldemort made the trains run on time. Right. Like, I, I think that like for us, we're in it, right? Like we oh, are yeah. so in it with with Harry Potter stuff. Um, yeah. There isn't much that I see on the fandom that's like confusing. I, I know we, we always joked about the, the other one was like the elements, the element oh, yes, stuff yes. that was always very confusing. Um, but the wand lore to me, it felt like I was looking at a conversation that everyone was having and was in on. And I was like, I don't understand what's happening here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, so we finally, because I, I, we finally took a dive down this rabbit hole of like, okay, what the fuck is wand lore? Uh, and, and we sort of got some answers, but really all that's happened is that I have more questions. Um, mm. I've fallen down an even greater rabbit hole. To all those fans credit, uh, uh, we, we were just simply, I guess, out of the loop because JK Rowling on Pottermore did write two very extensive articles about wand lore uh and 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 wrote it from specifically the perspective of Ollivander, which i actually honestly kind of like in a way um because it gives it a similar feel i guess to like what we both like about the uh divination stuff where it's like it's cool that in this world where magic is such a like rigidly understood thing by all the like adult wizard characters that there's something that could maybe have some like detractors and 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 you know maybe still has like some mystery to it right yeah the 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 side of it is a little um like i don't know about because on like the one hand i want to give it some credit and say that like i mean yes it's true that writing from like the perspective of a character in the world lends it some ambiguity but i i legitimately don't know if when you read this like very extensive article written from Ollivander's perspective if it's supposed to be taken just at face value That's like true. these are all things that are true Right, because he's the smart one guy. Right, or if it is supposed to be more ambiguous. I enjoy the read of it being more ambiguous, although that seems to go against the grain of most of the way the fandom engages with it. I think the weirdest thing is that 
there's so there are two articles there's one which is wand woods which is all which is from uh uh Ollivander's perspective which just goes through like here's what all the different kind of woods do uh and what what it means if your wand is made of this wood blah blah, blah. and then there's this one which is wand length and flexibility which is like <laughs> I, <laughs> on it all yes for one thing there's gonna be a lot of that in this in this uh in this rundown um but it there, there's a thing here where where it says, uh, uh, you know, in my experience, wands might suit taller wizards, but they tend to be drawn to bigger personalities and those of a more spacious and dramatic style of magic. Smaller wands uh, uh, favor more elegant and refined spare, uh, spare ca- spell casting. Uh, uh, abnormally short wands usually select those in which character some those in whose character something is lacking rather than because they are physically undersized which is a weird thing to say because if you go and look up the wand lengths of all the main characters it's like hermione's wand is eight inches long or like 10 inches long or something <laughs> this conversation it's, it's so much it's it's a lot it's a lot and snape's well we found out that snape's is 13 and a half and hermione's is 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 like 10 and it's like well if if, if we are using wand length as an objective marker of like character that means that snape is the better person which you know i agree with but like that doesn't seem to be like what the story you know shakes out as uh so that's kind of weird uh, right, it's not like Harry looks sees Voldemort and is like, "Oh, kind of a short wand, huh?" Yeah, damn, your wand's short. You must suck, huh? Like, yeah, it's just very strange, and it and it gives it, it it's similar to the Dumbledore stuff to me. It's just like not as fraught because it's not about like Dumbledore's sexuality, but it's like it's weird to do all this writing about how important this lore is to you know the like this this key image to the story the wand but none of this ever mattered right like like none of this never comes up in the story the elder wand as far as we know is like 15 inches so maybe is like the elder wand just like the longest <laughs> wand like damn i gotta get me the long one uh, it's it's very funny i i guess like i the way that i want to break it down because like again this is all very specific like every and i know we've gotten like little tidbits of this kind of lore stuff but when you break it down into like this like field guide of like like each wood is like good at a certain kind of magic it suits like a person with certain character traits and on and on like it it really does like read very like uh, astrology adjacent kind of so i i i'm i like i really like the ambiguous read of it like of like do do wizards all just think Ollivander is like like uh, like full of shit and it's like well he makes good ones uh but he just he keeps doing this like weird weird like wand astrology stuff if like you let him talk too long which I actually really like for his characterization as the guy that went on that weird rant about about Voldemort uh being great or whatever yeah like ter- terrible but great like oh he was very powerful it's pretty cool right and i'm like, mm, I I like know, let man. me tell you about how long his wand was oh his wand was so long and very powerful what a wand yeah like like i i love that angle but i i i think you're right i think that might be maybe giving it a little too much credit right like 
But it also doesn't make sense. I mean, the answer is probably that it just wasn't very thought out. But assuming that it was, none of this has any consequence on the story, right? Like, Absolutely if, not. If, if this is supposed to be like an objective truth and it's like, okay, well, if you have a beach wand and you're, that means you're good at charms and are very loyal. Like if that was something that was true about this world, it feels like something that would come up a lot. Like it, it feels like there would be like a lot of like, oh, you have a short wand. I don't trust you. Or like, oh, you have a beach wand. That's why you're not very good at charms. Right. Like, like, is there a, is there a wizarding world law that says like, you can't ask to see someone's wand in a job interview or something? Right. It's like a, like 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 it's really seems like if it's if it's something that matters this much this would like matter to the culture right like 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 surely this would uh would come up in the story ever at all uh, and it just it just doesn't so people have kind of run with this though they they read all the wand lore they they they're, they're on Alvander's side they're like well you know say what you will about voldemort but he did he did make the trains run on time and and they have gone into this wand stuff um there's a whole community of people about there who talk about wands write about wands and uh the thing i mostly want to talk about is they make wands <laughs> and and we took a deep deep dive into the wand making subreddit yesterday these are not your garden variety glue gun wands no this is the real shit do you get like do you get like fucking banned if you post one of those like if i went on and like posted my like i I took a a, like a chopstick from the takeout place and put some hot glue on it and then spray painted it would i just get kicked and banned from the subreddit immediately um I honestly think yes, you might because there. I got. I don't have it on hand, unfortunately. There was one where someone decorated it with hot glue, and like most of the uh. comments were like, "You gotta get a lathe, like, like, <laughs> like, please, you need to get a turn. You need to do get learn that learn some turning." It sounds uh, like I would fit right in with this community. Yeah, honestly, yeah, maybe maybe this is the this is the community we've been waiting for. But uh, yeah, th- so so this is a very very serious community uh, that is uh, uh, centered around making, sharing, and uh, and 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 writing about these ones they're making. And if you thought that it was already kind of like giggle worthy that that you know so much of this talks about wand length and flexibility and whatnot this subreddit is not going to help because this this is this is the most phallic content i've ever seen in my life there are three genres of wand i think there are the people who are making the like uh movie replica ones then there are people designing their own wands on a lathe and it's all just like these knobbly like like here's here's a stick that has some like orbs on it that i Mm -hmm. made on a made on a lathe Mm -hmm. and then the third genre is just sex toy right and that is most of them I will post, I will definitely be posting some pictures to the Twitter just, just to like accompany this episode. The, the, the like running theme here is that like either they just look like a phallus. There's one that I sent you yesterday that was like, I, I, okay, I've been making wands for quite some time now. Just found this sub a little while ago. This one is a play piece. First of all, 
what does that mean this this subreddit um it's like everyone is posting these very phallic objects that they crafted but there seems to be a line like i think that's i think that is my favorite part of this because it's all very like you know it is giggle worthy like the whole thing and all all of the language and and the like uh kind of masculine energy that all the posts have that are all that like that diy like uh, I, I don't know how to describe it if you don't know it, but if you know what I'm talking about, it's like obvious what it is. But it's like someone will cross this like invisible line. It's like they break the masquerade almost, yes. and this like is... all the comments are like, "That's a dildo. That's a dildo." And and <laughs> invariably, the person is always just like, "Wow, you guys are sick." <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It has. It it reminds me of like. Do you remember those screenshots that used to be like, like just like the, the, the peak of internet comedy? Like people would find those, uh, those like Craigslist screenshots of like, like I need to charge my Jo crystal with my buds. No gay stuff. That's kind of the energy this has. Like, yeah, it's it's all workbench dads. Like, like this is all tool dad stuff, right? Like this is this is all. There's a real divorced energy to some of these posts that we kind of uncovered. <laughs> that's quite odd and it, it, is, it is fascinating because like these are all and this isn't even speculative like i was going into like some of these profiles and like seeing you know what, what it is they post about and like th- this has such a funny slash frustrating tone to it because like these are all people who fucking hate fan fiction right like these are all like 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 just the most like i'm in i'm in i'm into the nerd culture for the lore uh and and i'm doing this seriously by the book like if if people make wands that like are a little too thick to be considered harry potter wands or anything (laughs) on the subreddit they will go they will call you out they will go these are these are not thin enough to be canon wands like these are these are not canon these are not appropriate uh you should try again with a better lathe or something it is it has a very very strange energy to it but it except everyone everyone goes off about like how non-canon something is unless if you're a guy who posted one that was made out of metal if you're a blacksmith who's like i made a wand everyone loves that shit oh yeah oh uh, yeah there there are multiple ones that are just I, in fact i think the ver- the top result on the subreddit is a like i made this and it's just like a it just looks like a shank like it is it is a very dangerous looking object like this big yeah. metal you're gonna kill spike. someone with that for sure yeah and everyone's just like oh this is so cool i've never seen such a badass wand before and all i can think of is like manly cat food or whatever like i mean it has very um mainstream like star wars nerd vibes to me like, sa- like like same like it's it's a very high engagement with a, a fandom but it is purely like i i bought the canon lightsaber yes eight hundred dollars <laughs> yes because half of the uh, like like a good half of the posts on here that aren't related to wands that like they made themselves are like complaining about how the wands that they bought for twenty dollars from the harry potter web store are not as good as the ones that they made themselves in their in their workshop right or it's like kind of on like the brink of an epiphany almost like 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 damn merchandise do be garbage sometimes but it's like uh this is not canon like they made dumbledore's wand out of rubber and not ebony like okay 
Like, yeah, probably because it would have cost them actually jillions of dollars to ma- like make wooden wands to ship out. Right. Uh, yeah, just um, it's it's very strange. But I've got, I've got some highlights here. Uh, a few of them are from a recurring character. Um, mm. But uh, but uh, let's just get started here. Here's the title. My eight-year-old son asked me to make a girl he likes at school no! a wand, and the parameters were no! that be beautiful, have a heart and a K on it, hard maple with tiger eye end piece, check, K and heart, check, beautiful, comma, dot, 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 I hope she thinks so. I fucking hate this post. I hate this shit so much. It makes my It makes me so viscerally angry. It is very bad. Uh, let's scroll down to the comments here. That's some A plus dadding right here. It's like a pretty long post, right? Yeah. Then so, so the first comment is, is that some A plus dadding? And then the maker responds, thank you. Let me add this detail. My son has difficulty making friends and the girl we made this wand for accepts him for who he is. One day, as I dropped him off at school, he got out of my car and beelined to her. She was waiting there with open arms to receive him in a hug. Best way to start his and my day. For that hug alone, she deserved a wand. I hate this shit so much. Don't, don't do this. Like, don't do this to little girls. It's so shitty. Like, I, I cannot, I, going on my, my epic rant here, but I just like, as as like the little kid that was just like nice to everyone and then like parents get really weird and like oh okay like you were nice to my son i guess you're gonna marry him here's this beautiful handcrafted thing for like a weird like (laughs) a stranger you don't know it's so fucking creepy don't do this shit i hate reddit so much this sucks there's a lot of parents making this about themselves and butting into their children's lives in this really weird way that like circles this this subreddit a lot there's a lot of these like i made this for my son like posts that are just like a little just just getting a little too involved right in it not i'm not saying it's like bad to be involved with your kid but like this feels very self-serving right yes yeah uh so moving on this same same wand maker (sighs) on a trip to mexico i bought a billy club and it sat in my garage for years and years then i needed to make it into a wand i believe it is zero coat the wand is 13 inches and is called weston willow the shaft is a twisted spiral and the handle is all hand worked with various tools there's that just that classic story where you're like what am i supposed to do with this billy club that I got from Mexico. Why? What? What did you have a billy club for in Mexico, my man? What was that? What was that about? Guess I'll make it into a wand. That's Guess really I'll the only it... thing you can do. I made this purple heart and tiger eye wand to protect a very special place that was burglarized. I engraved a binding rune, an all-seeing eye, a heart, and a solar cross. I enchant each wand to be blessed for those intended. And cursed to those with harmful intent. Hashtag Bertego. Like, so the part of this that I find so weird is like, if this wasn't Harry Potter, I would honestly think that this was kind of cool. Like the, the, I'm not like making fun of the idea of like having a, like, oh, I, I, I feel I have a spiritual connection to this object I made, except that you're making a toy from the world's biggest media property. Like, that's where it goes, gets a little off the rails for me, is it's like, you can't 
talk about like, oh, here's the spiritual, the deep spiritual ancient ritual meaning of this cool one. It's like like J.K. Rowling wrote this like four years ago for Pottermore. It's it's a weird one. I, I think like the mystery of all of this to me was that everyone was talking about it like it was a thing that they made up. And then I realized it was all just being paraphrased from a Pottermore article. Yeah, it's I it's it's quite a community that has sprung up around like two honestly sort of throwaway articles, right? Like it is uh it's truly baffling. There's so there's um there's some more here. There's uh there's another one by the same guy talking about his son. A few years ago, my son had night terrors and horrible dreams. I made him a wand of unconditional love to protect him. Uh, the red How many the wands this is, kid got by now? This kid has a lot of wands. Well, I mean, he gave the first one away to, mm. to that mm-hmm. girl who gave him a hug, which is cool uh, and not weird. Uh, the magic is petals of a rose from my grandmother's funeral in 1996. He sleeps with it under his pillow. No more night terrors. This doesn't seem canon. No, I don't think this is canon. I don't think anywhere in Harry Potter does anyone go like, oh, I've got I, t- I made sure to take the petals from my grandmother's funeral so I could put it in a wand. Uh, but th- my, my we've got to talk about like like the the big elephant in the room here, which is how many of these just are these phallic? sex toy objects most of them i would say look like butt plugs there's a real g- talent to the the <laughs> the lathe making or the lathe uh, uh 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 lathing process that these uh cool dads are doing where they manage to give everything a like butt plug and flare uh on all of these and i have to assume it's just because like if you go too thin the wood breaks really easily yeah yeah i mean i'm sure there's a reason or maybe they just think it looks cool but like all of them look like they're designed to be put into a butt um or there's other ones where they've like added stuff to it that like there's that one that you found that was like it looked like a normal wand but it has like a rabbit attachment on it (laughs) just so unlucky it's a little unlucky. It just has like a little thing jutting off the. It's it's wild. Uh, um, I'll, I will I will definitely be posting the pictures of these. But uh, the seriousness with which the subreddit takes this is just what I I find so funny. This like like the the thing you were saying about this being similar to the um like the like the serious Star Wars collector community is like dead on. Like this is this is such a frustrating i guess like it's because like it's you know i don't think it's bad or dumb to be making these like fan prop things it's just like all of these it it, it is so weird to see this in the harry potter fandom which is the one where like if you ask about fanfic on the main forum for harry potter they tell you to go away and like go or you know go to the go to the fan fiction specific one and don't bring that shit in here you know, or like how Cursed Child is bad because it's like fan fiction. It's like like there's such a disdain for like fan exploration stuff in this community, but these guys get to do it because I guess it's it's badass man stuff, right? Yeah, it, it's such a. I mean, I think that that's something that I wish people would be more honest about, or like maybe honest with themselves is yeah. is maybe what I mean, which is like fan fiction 
doesn't just have to be like I, I would I would argue this is all fan fiction, right? Like it is, yeah. it, it, it's and oftentimes like I would I would argue that a lot of the serious Harry Potter theory type stuff, that's all fan fiction. Like the Carlin yeah. Brothers video where they're like, oh, what if what if Dumbledore is uh evil or, or what I can't remember what the one that JK Rowling like got mad about was, but like oh, that's... that was the one if Dumbledore was the Grim Reaper or whatever. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. If yeah. Dumbledore's death and, and she got upset. And it's like that's 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 fan fiction, folks. Like it doesn't just have to be like a, a written like short story or novel. Like it, it is all engaging in a in a way where you are transforming the original work. Yeah, it is it is yeah it's it's yeah like you say it's all working with and like like playing within the parameters of an original work and it's like imbuing meaning into this stuff because it is related to this thing, other thing you like like it, it it is fairly textbook like like fan stuff but it is it is so weird how it manifests in the harry potter community i mean there's like um i, I can't help but think about the like uh the reception of the uh the the methods of rationality fanfic right like the 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 math fic that's like whenever it comes up it's like oh here's the you know here's the one that's um uh, here's the one that's uh, good here's the one that's that's valid Um, because it's about logic and and science and stuff and it's like vaguely esoteric so it's like ah here's here's mine that's that's good and it's like it is such a frustrating community uh uh there's just a very strange heightened sense of importance to this stuff that i find very off-putting i guess which makes which makes the fact that like half of this stuff just looks like sex toys all the funnier to me because they're taking themselves so seriously and they can't see that this bullet thing they made just looks like okay there's one here this is from our, our 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 friend who made the one for the ones for his son a different kind of wand called the Chamber of Hearts. It's tiny. It's a it's acacia wood and rose quartz with pulverized crystals linked to the heart chakra. A connective thread to true love itself. It's magic in the grace of all. The ampli- amplification of love and compassion. This is close up photo of this thing that is just a, a like a, a wooden bullet with a flared orb at the end. <laughs> Top comment looks like a butt plug. No offense. Uh, and then the the person. <laughs> The person he broke replied, the masquerade he broke the masquerade and then the, the the maker replied gotta say i make a i make a wand called the chamber of hearts and two out of three comments say it looks like a butt plug which just makes me wonder what the hell goes on out there in the world what the hell is going on out there what's going on in the world people are out there putting stuff in their butts i don't know what is going on anymore there was something you said yesterday when we were talking about this. It was very funny. It was the the, the indignation uh, and behaving like they've never heard of sex before is very funny in these. It is. It's 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 delightful. I, I think this stuff is so funny. And it's also just like this specific community, like they're on like wand lore or whatever, but there is kind of like a wider bubble of people that really get into the wand lore stuff. And I would say like, even this guy on the wand lore subreddit, like, I feel like he's got a different thing going on. Like this is so like kind of over the top, like personal spirituality stuff that it seems like almost wholly disconnected from Harry Potter. Um, People do like to talk about um, like the, the, 
the literal wand lore that is happening. But I, I've been spending like the last year seeing this stuff and not understanding what the hell is going on. And I swear to you, you can go to YouTube and just like look up wand lore and you will come up with like probably hundreds of videos of people paraphrasing the Pottermore article, but not saying that's what they're doing. Yeah, so I was, was that- so, I was so fucking confused. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, where is this coming from? Yeah. Did you, did you make this up? Is this fan fiction? But it really is just like this, like re like recycling of this one article that just goes through the ringer over and over and over again. It's a weird game of telephone. You remember that, like one, that video we watched that was like the presentation someone was giving at LeakyCon? Yeah. It was like, it was like, it like had slides and stuff. And like, ultimately it was just reiterating everything that was, that was, you know, in that article, but it's like, who is the on who what is the what is with this very weird niche audience that is people who know enough about harry potter to care about the wand lore but have not done a cursory google search to find the official wand lore article right like how does that work because no one's bringing anything new to the table they're just reiterating like oh the short one might mean your character is bad long one might mean your character is good uh and here's what all the cores do oh speaking of cores there there is a contingent of this uh this making community that like does put the cores inside which i actually think is kind of cool except that the ones who do have like like there's definitely a like hierarchy on this board of like like who the coolest wand makers are Mm -hmm. and the one the ones who do the um the drilling inside and putting the core in are like by far the like the haughtiest celebs of this uh oh, hell yeah of this community uh, i found the one for the 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 like the the thick ones post oh fat one someone, fridays fat one friday where someone also say guess what it's a fat one it looks like a it looks like a butt plug uh and and uh all every comment is this looks like a butt plug and they just responded to one of them with y'all nasty and then didn't <laughs> And didn't say anything <laughs> else so they just kind of like i guess took their ball and went home on that one there's another one where someone posted a bunch of thick wands and someone says uh total disclosure you are really knocking your plans out of the park but these fat ones are not canon and they are not at all what we see in the harry potter mm. fandom <laughs> they these are not canon you're woodworking it's good not canon though uh yeah it's it's uh i like i said i'll post some pictures and and uh uh uh, i I encourage you if you if you think this is fascinating please if you're listening just go and do what i did yesterday and just scroll through these endless uh uh increasingly phallic uh uh wand uh uh uh, wand posts and and try and find ones where where the the author has gotten grumpy that someone's pointed out that this thing has a flare on it you can't post fat wand fridays and then say y'all nasty in the comments yeah you You can't can't. you can't do that you can't act like you don't know what you're doing no you cannot you you, there's the masquerade is already broken by you (laughs) at that point uh but uh i would like to highlight one extra fascinating detail about the guy uh who um uh, 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 made the wand for his, his son to take to the girl <sighs> he likes and etc. Yeah. There's an uncovered detail that I found this morning that, that you're going to love. Great. He recently, in fact, just today, posted a picture of him on vacation in Washington, D.C. in the 80s as a teen. 
Mm-hmm. Standing for a photo with a cardboard cutout of Ronald Reagan. <laughs> okay. Great. <laughs> That's wonderful. Is that in is that an old school cool? It's in the blunder years. Oh, okay. Uh, which I think it sounds like it might be the same kind of thing. So yeah, so so wand lore, we finally discover what it is, and it's it's for a bunch of men to post wooden penises that they've made and and compliment each other on but not too specifically beautiful that's that's really beautiful very very beautiful stuff well uh unless you have anything i think it's probably time for us to take this to the close huh yeah sounds good all right our theme song is hot mcgonagall by cheshire moon you've uh huge thanks to them as always for letting us use that as our theme song you can check them out on Bandcamp, and you can check us out on patreon.com slash streetcast we have so much bonus content for you there that you can check out lots of fun episodes we've got uh what do we got we've got satanic panic we've got taylor lautner's abduction we've got the mister we've got lots of pokemon go discussion recently we got we got lots of good stuff uh and liz what are we going to be reading next week we are going to be reading chapter 27 the centaur and the sneak Hmm, what do you think uh you know that sounds very metaphorical who who do you think the centaur is in that situation um i think that's uh gonna be you know dumbledore framed in a door with a horse behind him uh <laughs> and the sneak is going to be the horse the sweet oh because the horse is sneaking He's sneaking in it's probably time for us to kill professor umbridge are you ready yeah i am all right this week we are going to oh no well this one's horrible but we have to go in order (laughs) number 20 ask someone who's bad at transfiguration to attempt to transfigure her into a horse the results should be centaur-ish then see how she likes being a half-breed either the transfiguration experiment will kill her kill her the centaurs will or she will kill herself in shame because there is much to feel shameful about Wattpad. (laughs) <laughs> calm down what does flute piano say about that flute piano well okay i have to click through because uh on this one it says this comment may be offensive oh. for flute on flute piano it says uh filthy half breed wait what am i saying umbridge is the filthy half breed she's half ew and half crap and half shit <laughs> And half, wait, that doesn't even make sense. But then again, she doesn't make sense. So ha, victory to flute piano. <sighs> Teens online. Teens online. Uh, in, the, in the immortal words of My Chemical Romance, teenagers scare the living shit out of me. Uh, half shit and half crap. Half shit, half crap. Uh, and that's what our reading was this week. So if you're thinking <laughs> about reading the chapter uh, 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 for, Seen and Unforeseen, please read another book. Please read another book. If you go into the dream, but there's a lady there, makes ocean raw seem tame. Better know what you're after if you catch a eye. Because this hot mama is just a cat in disguise.